0: Day 7 of Totus Tuis's Novena to Mary, Mother of Our Faith With Papa Francisco's encyclical, Lumen Fidei, The Light of Faith Two other elements are essential to the faithful transmission of the memory of the Church. First, the Lord's Prayer, the Our Father. In it, the Christian learns to share in the same spiritual experience as Christ, and begins to see with the eyes of Christ. Starting from the one who is light from light, from the only begotten Son of the Father, we too know God and can enkindle in others the desire to draw near to Him. Just as important is the connection between faith and the Decalogue. Faith, we have said, appears like a pathway a road to be trodden, open to the encounter with the living God. This is why, to the light of faith, of total entrustment to God who saves, the Decalogue acquires its deepest truth, contained in the words which introduce the Ten Commandments. I am the Lord your God, who has brought you out of the land of Egypt. The Decalogue is not a set of negative precepts, but of concrete directions for leaving the desert of one's self-referential eye closed in on itself and for entering into dialogue with God, letting oneself be embraced by his mercy so as to be a bearer of his mercy. Faith confesses thus the love of God, origin and support of all, lets itself be moved by this love, so as to walk towards the fullness of communion with God. The Decalogue appears as the pathway of gratitude, of the response of love, possible because, in faith, we are open to the experience of God's transforming love for us. And this pathway receives a new light from what Jesus taught in the Sermon on the Mount. I have thus touched upon the four elements that summarize the treasure of memory that the Church transmits the confession of faith the celebration of the sacraments the pathway of the decalogue and prayer the catechesis of the Church traditionally are structured around them including the catechism of the Catholic Church a fundamental tool for this unified act with which the Church communicates the entire content of the faith all that she herself is or that she herself believes. The unity of the church in time and space is connected to the unity of the faith. There is one body and one spirit, one faith. Today it may seem realizable to have a union of men in a common endeavor, a desire for the good, a sharing in the same destiny, a common goal but it is much more difficult to conceive of a unity in the same truth. It seems to us that a union of this sort is opposed to freedom of thought and the autonomy of the subject. The experience of love tells us, however, that exactly in love is it possible to have a common vision, that in it we learn to see reality with the eyes of the other, and that this does not impoverish us, but enriches our gaze. True love, to the measure of divine love, demands the truth, and in the common gaze of truth, which is Jesus Christ, becomes solid and deep. This is also the joy of faith, the unity of vision in a single body and in a single spirit. On this St. Leo the Great could affirm, If faith is not one, It is not faith. What is the secret of this unity? Faith is one, in the first place, through the unity of God known and confessed. All the articles of faith relate to Him, our roads so as to know His being and His action. And consequently, they possess a unity superior to that of any we can build with our thought. They possess the unity which enriches us because it communicates itself to us and renders us one. Faith is one, also, because it is turned to the one Lord, to the life of Jesus, to his concrete history which he shares with us. Saint Irenaeus of Lyon affirmed this clearly against the Gnostic heretics. The Gnostics Held the existence of two types of faith. A crude faith, the imperfect faith of the simple, which was maintained at the level of the flesh of Christ and of the contemplation of his mysteries. And another, more profound and perfect type of faith, the faith reserved for a small circle of the initiated, which with the intellect elevated itself above the flesh of Jesus towards the mysteries of the unknown divinity. Faced with this claim, which continues to have its charm and its followers still in our times. St. Irenaeus insisted that there is a single faith, because it always passes through the concrete point of the Incarnation, without ever overcoming the flesh and history of Christ, of the moment that God wanted to reveal himself fully there. This is why there is no difference in faith between the one who is able to speak more in length about it, and the one who only speaks a little, between the one who is superior and the one who is less capable. Neither the first can expand the faith nor the second diminish it. Finally, faith is one because it is shared by the whole church which is a single body and a single spirit. In the communion of the one subject which is the church we receive a common gaze. By confessing the same faith we rest on the same rock we are transformed by the same spirit of love we radiate one light and we have one gaze to penetrate reality given that there is one faith it must be confessed in all its purity and integrity precisely because all the articles of faith are connected in unity to negate one of them even one of those that seem less important, is equivalent to damaging them all. Every epoch has points of faith that it finds easier or more difficult to accept. Hence it is important to be vigilant that the whole deposit of faith be transmitted, that all the aspects of the confession of faith are properly insisted upon. Indeed, since the unity of faith is the unity of the Church, to take away something from faith is to take away something from the truth of communion. The Fathers of the Church described faith as a body, the body of truth with different members, by analogy with the body of Christ and with its prolongation in the Church. The integrity of faith is also linked to the image of the Virgin Church, to have faithfulness and spousal love for Christ. To damage the faith means to damage communion with the Lord. The unity of faith is thus that of a living organism, as blessed John Henry Newman well observed when he enumerated among the characteristics to distinguish the continuity of doctrine over time, its power to assimilate all that it finds in the diverse settings in which it is present, in the diverse cultures which it encounters, purifying everything and bearing everything to its best expression. Thus, faith shows itself to be universal, Catholic, because its light grows so as to illuminate all of the cosmos and all of history. As a service to the unity of faith and its integral transmission, the Lord gave His Church the gift of apostolic succession. Through this means, the continuity of the Church's memory is guaranteed, and it is possible to attain with certainty the pure fount from which faith flows. The connection with origin is thus guaranteed by living persons, and this corresponds to the living faith which the Church transmits. It rests on the faithfulness of the witnesses who have been chosen by the Lord for such a task. This is why the Magisterium always speaks in obedience to the original word upon which faith is founded. And it is trustworthy, because it trusts in the word which it listens to, guards and explains. In the farewell discourse to the elders of Ephesus at Miletus, recounted by St. Luke in the Acts of the Apostles, St. Paul testifies to having accomplished the task entrusted him by the Lord, to announce the whole will of God. It is thanks to the magisterium of the Church that this will can come to us in its integrity, and with it the joy of being able to accomplish it to the full. To Mary, mother of the church and mother of our faith, we turn in prayer. O Mother, help our faith, open our listening to the word, so that we may recognize the voice of God and his call. Awaken in us the desire to follow his steps, going forth from our own land, and welcoming His promise. Help us to let ourselves be touched by His love, so that we may be able to touch Him with faith. Help us to entrust ourselves fully to Him, to believe in His love, above all in moments of tribulation and of the cross, when our faith is called to mature. So in our faith, the joy of the risen one Remind us that the one who believes is never alone. Teach us to look with the eyes of Jesus, that he may be light on our pathway. And may this light of faith always grow in us, until we arrive at that day without sunset, which is Christ himself, your Son, our Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.